just became a raven. Your art matters. That's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 127 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season six, episode 21, A Kiss to Build a Dream On. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 6, Episode 21, A Kiss to Build a Dream on Dom. We are here. How are you, my man? I'm very good. It's nice. It's nice to be back. One in Podland because I get to see you, and two in One Tree Hill Podland because we've last week we did um, Home Improvement and The Shining. The Shining is creepy as hell, so it's nice to be back in One Tree Hill where it's safe and everybody's, you know, looked after, and we're hiding in under Lucas's bed. So all good. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Yeah, you're right. It was a like a, a very jovial first episode last week of Home Improvement into a very serious episode with The Shining. Like, I think we covered it really well. You did some great research. So if anybody hasn't heard that yet, you can find it on the podcast feed. Lots of cool updates that Dom and I are working on for the future. The next evolution of the Ravens podcast you could say an elevation we're excited you'll find out more about that soon but Dom Chuck is here in the waiting room so let's let him in and let's talk One Tree Hill let's get him in let's get him in as he's joining we you know as he's processing he's opening the gate (laughs) way into (laughs) the zoom his audio connects and there is Chuck before we even introduce him well Dom let's talk about Chuck as if he's not here even though I know he can see us the king of the discord it has been put out there before the king of the edits if anything Chuck you should be sending us reels that we can be putting onto our Instagram you don't do that perhaps you'll consider it in the future Ravens legend Chuck Welcome. How's it going, my man? Pretty good. Yeah, I can. I could do that. No problem. <laughs> Excellent. We've, yeah. You've you've come on and we've instantly given you work. This to like do. Roped him into something. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I don't even have anything for the. Uh, wait. No, I made stuff for the last episode, so we're good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that stuff. Yeah, please send it to me, and we'll throw it on the on the Instagram. Like your work deserves to be admired by an audience. All right, we'll do that. We'll do that. No problem. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we've got we've got a lot to talk about. There's a big episode here. Um but and Dom hates it when I make him do this when there's somebody here. Oh, so no. Dom, I'm sorry, but oh, at no. least Chuck, you'll get to witness <laughs> Dom go into his theatrical mode because we don't have a new raven, but we do Ooh. have an upgrade. 
an upgrade. Ooh. I thought the whole point was supposed to all downgrade to pigeons or to tail collectors. You stay right where you are, Chuck. I you will. I will. You don't I need will. to go anywhere. <laughs> all right. Good. But we we like to celebrate upgrades here. We like to see it as a promotion. Yes, you promoted yourself, but we like to think that there was an opening in Dom's lineup and you were, you know, promoted. So Dom going from JV to Varsity. Ooh. Someone we had the pleasure of meeting and spending some time with. Chuck, you were there too on the last watch along. Instantly came in and instantly was like, fuck this time to upgrade. I need those watch along video privileges. It's Michelle. <gasps> well, All right. a not long raven. New raven as well. But Michelle, it is time. I've been looking at the lineup. I've been looking around and I've seen the players that I've got, and Varsity's got something missing. Something missing. And I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it until you joined JV, Michelle. Because that missing element is you. It's you, Michelle. You're the one that was missing from Varsity all this time, and you're the one that's going to make it happen. You're going to smash it. You're going to score. Everybody's going to love you, and it's going to be amazing. You're already in the Discord trying to push your way with your, your birthday messages and all sorts with Maureen, and I think it was Taylor, and it's crazy, but we love it. Because, Michelle, you know what? And you're going to have to listen. Listen closely, because I'm going to whisper this one. You're not ready. I'm not really going to whisper it because you just became a better raven. <laughs> there we go. That's how you get cemented. I wish someone would talk to me like that in my life. I wish someone would just say, hey, you, I need you for my team. <laughs> Amazing. Chuck, how do you feel about being like an, you're an OG Hall of Famer at this point? I mean, do you sometimes just walk around the street a little bit more cocksure, just thinking like, yeah, I fucking own this town. I'm in the fucking Hall of Fame. Yeah, I've been around since like the very tail end of season four. And I feel I still feel kind of new. I don't know why I still feel new. And because I feel like there had to have been people here since what season? How long have you been doing that season two or three? Oh, you've you've had Patreon. You've been doing Patreon since season one. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cat was like a season oneer. So yeah. I just those people feel like probably are walking around like that. Not me. Not yet. But eventually. Well, Maybe well, by you, season eight. You should. You should walk around and feel like that because you know without you, Chuck, it, the the community. The, the, the way we interact in the Discord, it just wouldn't be the same. Uh, and the, the stuff that you put in there and, you know, you you add into every channel, which I think is just amazing and perfect. Even the Taylor there. Swift one, which you are not in. <laughs> I've muted the shit out of every channel I think shouldn't be there. And, and that is definitely one of them. But yes. Um, I, okay, now I'm curious. Is the books one, is that one of them? Oh, no, no one really posts in there, so it's not oh, muted. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, I think I muted that at one point just because it was, they were always coming in at like a weird time at night and I was like falling asleep and I just get this like Discord boom, boom, boom. I'm like, okay, these I people know. love to stay up and late at night and read. That's not my thing. <laughs> yeah, what 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 you have to do, chat with the the real answer, the real solution is turn off notifications to Discord altogether. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the only chat. That was the only one that was always coming in at like late at night. So, you know, yeah, it's I like, see. yeah, 
They can't well, do we that. can all blame Marine for that one. I think she's in there quite a lot, so it's all her yeah. fault. <laughs> the, the she's young, you know. Young people could stay up late and do that. I can't even stay up till like ten anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> I mean, la- last Saturday I went to sleep at eight o'clock and I woke up at ten and I heard something. I'm like, "What is that?" I'm ignoring it. I ignored it for forty five minutes. You know what it turned out to be? A fire alarm. <laughs> my building, my building was on fire. I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm gonna just try to wait this out. I'll live, and <laughs> I eventually. I eventually got up to leave, and it was some small one on the fifth floor, and I was just like, uh, and I couldn't fall back asleep for like four hours, so I was no. kind of pissed off about that. Yeah, are you are you above or below the fifth floor? Oh, I'm the I'm on the first floor, and I'm like right by the exit. That's why I could take my time with that shit. Yeah, you're good. You're good then. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, I like that. Like That's why that I got to wear these right now because people just hang outside and loiter and make noise and they're landscaping right now, even though it's fucking October. Like, <laughs> stop with this shit. Let the grass die. There you go. There's there's a lot to unpack there. But <laughs> I feel like we got an insight into yeah. your life there, Chuck. Um, yeah, it's... That's, it's, it's, for the most part, it's pretty chill, but, you know, the loud neighbors can get to me. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But for anyone that doesn't, that isn't on the Discord, you should really get involved. It's a strong community on there. I think we've got like 50, like five zero members and people posting it every single day. Um, and Chuck, you're a big contributor to it. So we appreciate that. Um, there's all kinds of things, things about a lot of One Tree Hill stuff, things about the cast. I mean, it's a bit of a, a hotbed at the moment uh, <laughs> yeah. with, ru- with rumors and things that we won't touch on because it's I actually mentioned that to Dom last night, and then I was thinking to myself, you know what? It's going to get brought up during the watch along. Let's just save it for then. I have no opinion on that right now until the watch along. Well, I actually, I actually have no idea what what either of you are talking about. So I'm intrigued, but I'm sure uh, we'll find out. Oh yeah, I never really did tell you, but yeah, it's going to get br- someone's going to bring it up. So okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Magdalena. Okay, look forward to it. <laughs> it's, it's stuff to do with someone's private life, one of the main cast private life. This, I mean, I I don't know. It doesn't. It's just, uh, I don't know, tabloid kind of rumored news stuff. But fair enough. None of our yeah. business. None of <laughs> our beeswax. But I tell you what is our beeswax is One Tree Hill and this episode. There's so much to talk about. So let's dive in, Chuck. Who do you, what Fred do you want to start with here? Well, since the episode opened up with them, we could start. I guess we could start with uh, Peyton ripping up the comet. <laughs> right, the book. Yes. Yeah. Do you want? Uh, do you want to? Do you want to synopsize? You want the Master Dom to do it? What do you want? I guess I'll give it a give it a give it a go. Um, Let's go, Chuck. Let's so, go. So, as we know, Peyton's pretty much bedridden at the moment. Um, I don't know how far along she is in her pregnancy. I forget if that was mentioned, but she's not getting out of bed. She's going a little stir crazy. She's destroying Lucas's shitty book. It is a shitty book. Now they're even acknowledging that it's a shitty book. (laughs) And she's wondering why he's spending all this time in the garage. He says, I'm working on something, a surprise. And she's like, is it for me? Is it for me and the baby? Is it just for the baby? And that's... I'm I'm a Peyton fan, and I'm not a a pucus hater by any means. But this is some bad writing right here. How does she? He's in the garage. Her car just got totaled. Can she not put two and two together? <laughs> yeah, 
and, I just and had to throw he, it grew, out there. he grew up with his father figure being a mechanic and knows his way around a car and likes to do sort of big you know romantic gestures and found the only cure ticket they had left which was in the car <laughs> within the car yes <laughs> and then that kick starts the whole flashback sequence with them and and a bad wig but so what I will say for Peyton is, God, I felt sorry for her this episode. Like, as in her whole storyline of, you know, that that we're going to be together, Lucas. Like, when they're in, like, the flashbacks, we're going to make loads of babies in the back of this car. And that real fear that's going on in that she is risking everything risking her life um because the the baby means that much which i totally get and understand and respect but it's just so sad like you know that she could potentially die we obviously we know but we won't say dom that's for you to predict but yeah did what how did you feel dom did you feel for peyton here you must have uh total honesty no i didn't (laughs) Like I, I appreciate the situation, and I understand that that she's in a bad way, and uh, there's there's kind of this sort of fifty fifty outcome, wherever she she could live, and the baby live or she dies, potentially baby live, you know, um, uh, and it and it's scary, it is scary, but she's going stir crazy, and she's like the whole bed hair thing, and the flashbacks are. I've got to be honest, the Peyton and Lucas story in this episode was boring as shit. It was so boring. And I did not enjoy it one bit. But what I really didn't enjoy was uh, they tried to youngify Peyton, but did nothing with Lucas at every flashback. So he just looked exactly the same. I know. He, 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 he looks like a creeper taking her to a concert that she shouldn't be going to. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, I didn't even look at it from the their present day scenario on how bad it was. She was... If you think about it, this is their last big trip before she's going out to California. And now we know with the time jump of how shitty things were between them those next four years. She even talks about you're going to get this this you're going to get this book. Someone's going to this old dude's going to read this book at this publishing thing. It's like, no, it's not some old dude. It's Lindsay. (laughs) So I've just that's that was the first thing I thought of. It's like, yeah, you're yeah, you're but you basically just sold you basically just sold his dream off to someone who might take him away from you and did take him away from you for a while. So I looked at that and went, oh, that's depressing. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's the, the, at least those little references like sneak in, like you thudded me and there, there was all of that. There was, there was sort of moments like that. So that was good. Um, but yeah, there, there's, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it at the top of the episode. I'm going to say it here. This was filler. Filler as hell. No, no, no argument there. And <laughs> just depress. Like, th- there was also some personal depressing things with their flashback sequences going because it's like they're reading maps. And it's like, I'm thinking back then, yeah, we used to have to read maps or even worse, <laughs> MapQuest. Do you remember MapQuest? What the fuck was MapQuest? <laughs> that was the worst thing in the world. It was worse than a map. <laughs> I don't think we had that here. I'm oh, not sure. it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. You'd print out directions, and then you had to print out the alternate directions on the way back, and it was just always... They oh, never. Okay. They were never right. Uh, I we, think I know what you mean. We yeah. had AA Route Planner. 
yeah yeah rac root finder yeah, yeah. yeah whatever <laughs> version yes 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 okay that makes sense and i yeah go on chuck yeah so there was like that and then the whole idea of the missing ticket that's something that would never happen today yeah true it, would, it would be wouldn't. digital or yeah you know Although Peyton's pretty way. messy, he could have easily found a cell phone with the barcode on the on the home screen. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, the the filler comment, Dom. I just have to say that pretty much the rest of the show is filler up until <laughs> season nine. Like as in, it, like as in what I was saying the other day or the other episode is that we're just spending time with these characters now and. There are points, that's not true, there are points of like real tension and real drama and high points that happen, but a lot of it is just we're spending time in this world now. And I think it's better to look at it that way, otherwise this is all you're going to think, is it's filler, it's filler, it's actually, there is no destination anymore. (laughs) Like, (laughs) there's a couple destinations, like, and we get to some places, but... I mean, Chuck, am I wrong? What What's your perspective on this without obviously giving too much away? Um, yeah, put me in a position where I can't give a spoiler, but th- I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's hard to just to just basically say that generally everything from this point's filler, but you're definitely going to have episodes where you're not feeling like much is going on and. I'll disagree with a little bit. I think this, the Lucas and Peyton part is really just, once again, they love doing this thing with them too where something bad happens and they have to counteract that with something really more cheerful, even if it's not good per se. We've had the the cookie bacon episode, the, the tape down the center of the house episode. Like They love to do that stuff after something bad happened and we know what happened to them a few episodes ago which was some of their best stuff they've actually done on the show I, I'll, I'll at least give them that but yeah this is just one of those moments for them where they just need to give them something nice light and breezy and that's all and i i will also add that me saying that there's a lot of filler isn't to say that i dislike it because i enjoy being in this world and enjoy being with the characters and there definitely are a lot of high points and a lot of um there's so much more drama to be had and season finales and mid-season finales so i'm not trying to negate any of that but there are also a lot of episodes in between those that are just sort of like we're just in the world and I like that. I, this is the world that I like being in. Um, but there's definitely way more of that than what we've had in the earlier seasons where almost every episode there's something really going on, you know. So, But, Dom, you'll be the judge of that, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm Like I said before, I'm looking forward to the later seasons and seeing how, you know, the characters progress, if if they're even still in it you know, where we get to with, with all of them. So, yeah, it's it's going to be really, really interesting as we get to the kind of latter stages of One Tree Hill, which we're kind of rapidly heading towards. Right. And with that being said, so what is your Lucas Payton prediction? Like I, st- I still think we've got some time. Like Chuck said, we don't really know how far along she is with the pregnancy because time, functional time doesn't work in Tree Hill um, it's just, it's like an abyss that they just run on their own, you know, 
time basically um so uh, i do think she's going to be okay i think she's sure di- difficult birth perhaps but i think her and baby will be fine uh lucas will be super happy comets all fixed up maybe they just drive away together like they've had too much weird shit going on the car will be ready for when the baby arrives because that's going to take ages to put together if it's suddenly done in the next episode i'll be really disappointed um but i kind of think that the comet appearing should kind of uh match up or marry up with the time that the the, the the baby arrives so the comet being fixed i mean matches up with the baby arriving she's all okay and as a present for the baby being born and her being alive and well they're in the comet and they kind of drive off into the sunset you know go and see the cure or something <laughs> right okay well we will see uh what fred next chuck <sighs> I'm trying to remember. I'm, I feel like I want to try to go in the order of the episode, but I can't remember what was next. So I guess it would have been Brooks, Sam, and uh, Victoria. And I think that's when it opens with Brooke with the the new uh, issue of B. Davis with her and the mom on the cover, her and Victoria on the cover, and Victoria and Sam coming in happy, bringing coffee, and Brooke's not too happy about that. No, she's very, she's very untrusting of Victoria, and with good right, Dom. Yeah, I, I mean, her entire life has been mistrust of Victoria, hasn't it? So to suddenly have her being nice, and I really noticed the the, the nicest on my second watch. There's there's a kindness there when she says that her designs are really so good. Your designs are so good, and she's so complimentary. And Brooke even like moves away from her, and she's like. Who is this person that's talking to me that's giving me these compliments? Normally it's criticism, it's judgment, it's painful, it's, you know, um, a bit abusive. There's that experience that she's had of Victoria for the 22, 23 years she's existed. And then all of a sudden it changes and it changes because we've got this added element of Sam. She does have a harsh moment with Sam as well where she grabs her and and talks about like the, the shoplifting and we don't need to do that and you know common people and so on and so on but then she kind of lets go and is like look we don't need to do that anymore you're with me now and i know everything there is to know about retail and all that oh, that was a really stupid line um but then she goes in the shop and makes the shopping assistant feel like i'm saying this big but doing like a little tiny sign um and there seems to be like a good bond there and brooke's really upset about it because she's had to kind of have those struggles with sam she's had those difficult moments she's the one that's gone to one save her from a psycho lunatic. What was his name? Xavier. X. Yeah. Just X. Okay. Xavier. So X. Xa- no, Xavier. Yeah, yeah. Xavier, Xavier but they called him X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's had like that whole trauma as well as like the getting robbed and all of that beforehand. But she had the trauma of getting her out of that, finding out that this is the person that that, that robbed her and beat her up and killed Quentin. Um, and it, that's just been a painful journey in itself. Then the whole shoplifting. Uh, and then you know uh, her, her friend going away and just all these issues and, and now suddenly there's another added element that Victoria is in and she's being nice and it's weird and it doesn't feel natural to her um, and it, th- there's elements where I think maybe this is fake this is this is Victoria um, just trying to worm her way back in um, but I also want to believe in the redemption like Dan is fixing things through Jamie um and victoria is going to try that with sam uh 
but we see the letters, you know, as the letters are coming through, uh, and the, the postman that gets shooed away, you know, he doesn't get a tip. Um, well, she was not wrong to do, by the way. There was no, none of that mail needed to be signed for. He needed to get the, <laughs> get the hell out of there. Like, Yeah, why are you hovering? <laughs> yeah. Why are you hovering, bruv? <laughs> and, 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 the, and the thing with her is, yeah, we actually as viewers also can't trust her because we're still getting, like, you know, she was yelling at him. We're still seeing that side of bitch Toria. She's still bad-mouthing Peyton, um, making little snippets about Brooke's love life. So, there's not a full change there. We're st- she she's still showing some signs of bitchtoria, and case in point with the letters. Yeah, exactly. And and deciding to shred them, I think that's such a like shitty move. And there were so many of them as well that she was just pining through the shredder. Um, and obviously later on, Brooke finds them and and I think does the right thing. Approaches Sam about it and says, you know, look, I found these. They got mixed up in the junk mail. She doesn't drop. Victoria in it straight away like with that she just says you know these were found in the jumpman she's like get rid of them she got rid of me she didn't want me so on and so forth so um it'll be really interesting to see kind of how that plays out and Victoria kind of finding out how that's gone um hopefully that that will be the next episode that we watch tonight on the watch along um, I, I also yeah. thought it was funny that Brooke uh, clearly forgets season two um when she says I wasn't abandoned physically Technically, you were. Yeah. Um, didn't, they Calif- <laughs> didn't they go to California? Yeah, they moved away. Like they they they, they yeah. basically left her. <laughs> so, I don't know what yeah, she was talking about. Once again, whole... sometimes there's sometimes this show has some very questionable writing, and it's going to happen with shows when you have turnovers with with um, writer writing staffs and such. So they're going to forget little details like that. But I don't know. That's not very little detail. So well, you'd hope the actor would remember. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure in a year from now on Drama Queens, if that still will be a thing, maybe um, they'll talk about that. I don't know. Don't don't t- I, that, that was just you never know. I, you never know when those shows can they could just stop it making episodes. Don't read into that. <laughs> OK. <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking about their their little journey, Simon, and this little trio of mistrust, but some trust and this kind of weirdness? Yeah, it's sad. The shredding the letters is really sad, like super sad, because she's denying uh, Sam the opportunity to make her own choices and decisions about whether she wants to have a relationship with her biological mother or not. And obviously, as Brooke pointed out to her, she does want to have something because she's been hanging around that like the diner or the cafe or whatever it is for months on end. Do you, do you think there's any element of protection for Victoria there? Well, or I think it's all, she, it's all selfish. She, yeah. I mean, oh, what? Protecting Brooke, you mean? Protecting Sam. Sam. Well, both. Protecting Brooke because she won't lose Sam. Protecting Sam because, you know, she's going to have a better life with them potentially. Well, I think that it would be a nicer way to look at it if that was the case. But I think like Chuck said we don't have any trust in her as viewers and i think she kind of selfishly said didn't she that well we don't want to lose sam and i Mm -hmm. think she does like sam because i think there's parts of sam that reminds her of how brooke would have been in terms of her sort of having that sort of plucky attitude and 
being quick-witted and uh sort of talking back but in like a kind of banterish kind of way so I think it is as they called as Brooke called it out as well it's kind of like a bit of a do-over for Victoria to try and right the wrongs that she had that she had created with her relationship with Brooke um but it came to a it came to a nice fruition at the end and Brooke supported Sam to go and see her biological mum and yeah I mean what do you have a prediction for that Dom like do you think this is going to be sort of the end of Sam we're kind of bumping her out because she'll end up going off with her mum or will it be that she continues with Brooke but now she sort of starts developing a relationship or, or what or her mum turns around and just just starts beating the crap out of her it's just <laughs> like I wasn't ready for this interaction. And it just becomes this whole thing. Just all those weeks you've been knocking those creams over. You little <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? You? I made the right choice when I got rid of you. Huge, huge probably, head. Hasn't, probably hasn't left a tip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've never tipped me. Not once. Your huge head destroyed my body. Um, I knew you was going to say it. I knew you uh, was going to say well, it. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, I apologise to women everywhere. <laughs> I haven't been able to walk straight for the last 18 years, but whatever. And guess what? I've been, I have a job where I'm on my feet all day. If that's not enough punishment, I have little shits like you in here knocking over the creamer all of the time. Uh, uh, it ain't going to be my fault if this gets a three-star review on Apple. <laughs> uh, that's all I can say. It will get five like all the rest. <laughs> it better. It better. They'll blame me like all of the rest. It will be 100%. Dom's all right. In fact, yeah, both of them were like, Dom's all right, Simon's worse. Like, <laughs> but do you see on that one? How do we know it was just like, wasn't Dom? <laughs> Oh my god, it's coming I'm sorry. true. <laughs> Conspiracy theories coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've um, been named in some five-star reviews as well. I've been singled out a couple times. I, let's not paint this narrative, okay, Dom? <laughs> or you painting a narrative that you're creating. Never. I wouldn't do that to you. Never. Um, but let's go to predictions for, for those three. Like, I, part of me thinks that Sam will turn around... Um, and run out and not not have spoken to her and we'll run to Brooke and kind of give Brooke a hug and be like oh, I'm too scared I, I'm not sure I'm ready for this yet and she'll go okay let's let's kind of move away from it other angle is that she says hello they talk she says she's sorry she had to give her up because of this that and the other she de- maybe develops a small relationship with her birth mother but really wants to stay with um, Brooke and keeps that going and decides to to stay with Brooke because Brooke's been more of a mother to her and she hasn't you know had to struggle sleeping in the back of cars or or whatever for whatever period of time that she's been with Brooke it's a year less than a year around less six months than, I'd say less Maybe than a six year months. yeah I will just say just because you just reminded me there's the one one of the lines that did make me cringe that Brooke said was Victoria was saying something like I can't remember the exact context of it was like well, what about this? Blah, 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 blah. And Brooke said, yeah, well, like, that's just me being a mum. My God, for God's sake. Yeah. You're not stop a mum, really. Self, stop self-proclaiming it. Yeah. Stop I, I, self-proclaiming it. I, I kind of think that um, 
Sam's in it for the long haul with Brooke and Julian will reappear at some point. Julian will come back. They'll be a happy little couple and a little three. I almost half expect Victoria to be in the cafe, like waiting, see Sam there and go and get her and be like, you don't have to talk to her. You don't have to do this. Like, I'm here for you, whatever. Don't worry about talking to her right now. We can tell Brooke you did if you want or whatever, but let's just kind of walk away from it. Or, you know, if you really want to talk to her, that's fine, but I'll be here. Uh, I think Victoria might have wormed her way in a little bit here. So you think Sam is a niner. You think this will become a family unit that will go through the show? Um, Not necessarily Victoria, but I think Sam and Brooke and Julian. Yes, I think Julian will definitely come back in some way. He's he's due a return. Interesting, interesting. Okay, <laughs> next Fred, please, Chuck. Uh, okay, now it's time for me to get a one-star review for you guys. We're going to go with, um, I guess we're going to call it the Mia Chase, Nick Lachey, Haley 2 thing, which, <laughs> yeah... <laughs> that one. Tell us about it. So Mia's playing the demo to her song for Peyton, and Peyton's grateful for Chase's um, inspiration for her. And Mia's going, yeah, he's a great kisser. And Peyton's like, yeah, I know. And that <laughs> brings out some insecurity in Mia. And then that snowballs into, yeah, by the way, Chase lost his virginity to Brooke and now Chase is just kind of I know I know how you guys feel about Chase at this point do you feel like he's a victim right here in this situation it's not I kind of feel bad for him he was kind of put in a bad spot here and is being made to look like a dick and he didn't really do anything wrong here I don't yeah, think it, it, I don't know when he was supposed to disclose this information about such things I like when you haven't been with a girl for long, you don't necessarily just start talking about your first with them. Um, I, I, I guess there's a bit of awkwardness because it's someone who's in such close proximity that they still get on very well with. So yeah. I think there's a, there's an element of disclosure that's necessary there. But And, a, and yeah. as we know, it's Tree Hill. It's very... The, incestuous. Yes, incestuous. <laughs> and if you've ever heard of the term Eskimo, Eskimo brother or Eskimo sister, that fits this show perfectly. Do you know what that term means? No. It is when... So Eskimo brother would... The best way to put it is, without even giving a definition, Peyton, Haley, and Brooke are all Eskimo sisters because at one point they all slept with Nathan. Uh... But not but in a monogamous way. So it wasn't obviously that they were not all fooling around with each other at the same time. So right. also technically while also being half brothers, Lucas and Nathan are also Eskimo brothers once removed with um, Peyton or in Dom's case, he thinks Haley too um, because of a certain child, <laughs> which we'll get to <laughs> later. <laughs> but they they reference in this episode. Looks like a little Lucas. They said that in this yeah, episode. Yeah, because he is. <laughs> okay, okay. He almost turned I into get... a little mouth later. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, well, firstly, uh, on back onto Chase. Um, 
yeah, I mean, Dom and I do have strong feelings on him. I think <laughs> that if we was to be inspired to write music from Chase, it would be more in like the genre of Slipknot or Ramstein or something, <laughs> rather than like, you know, a Mia Catalano kind of song. I think we would have more energy like that, you know. Um, but yeah it is really hard i think you would disclose that information once you hit a certain level of commitment wouldn't you like if you get to a certain level of seriousness um so it is kind of harsh but again at the same time like it is also hard for mia to hear isn't it and she's obviously going to feel insecure about it when you've got someone like brooke davis who you know uh, nick lachey basically uh confessed or not confessed like offered up that he has slept with Brooke right that was kind of implied or said right yeah basically yeah because so, um, so she's sleeping with celebrities you know yeah, and she, I don't she's know she's getting around right and I don't know if Mia is she might be a virgin still I'm not sure has that been said or not I actually can't remember if that's not like a spoiler or something I'm not sure and the thing that I was more perplexed about was is she a Tree Hill native, because uh, when she comes into the show with that band with uh, Ke- Kevin Federline, I don't know. It's just kind of she's just there. I would think that she lives there, so this shouldn't be that shocking. That it's such a small town. I live in a small town. It's just like that, you know. People date the same people, and it's it can be awkward. Well, that's that's one thing I found very unusual about the 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 Sam situation and the birth mother sending letters is that her return address was in tree hill so <laughs> like it's not a big fucking place she's around you know what i mean mm-hmm. so go and knock on the shop door like sam will be there <laughs> right or just go and talk to brooke just yeah, like in person that's a weird one. yeah there's no drama to that you can't shred a conversation can you <laughs> in real life no. or it be caught there you can make um, people disappear Right in 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 the shredder, a bigger yeah. shredder. Uh, uh, the Nick Lachey stuff. As much as this is terrible, I also <laughs> really enjoy it. I can't lie, guilty pleasure. I enjoy it. I mean, I knew who Nick Lachey was before. Obviously. He looks like he's having the fucking time of his life here, though. He's having fun. <laughs> you got like if you're gonna be a cameo on a show, have fun, and he's having fun. Absolutely. I'm a little confused on why he's flying coach. <laughs> Because he's so desperate to get this song, but but what what I liked about it as well is they're doing it in a meta way. Like they know they're being silly, and that's yeah. why they're like, "Stay out of this, Nick Lachey." Like it's kind of a they know they know that it's uh, pushing the envelope a little bit. But it's like, "Fuck you, Michael Bublé." Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, um, and, and, I've seen and, that. The what's his name? Dave Foo Fighters guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the and the stay out of Nick Lachey line was pretty like a pretty big reoccurring joke on that show, The Soup. I don't know if you guys got that over there. Uh, Joel McHale used to host the show called The Soup, and it was just basically like a Friday show where he would just do a like uh, a weekly roundup of just stupid stuff from talk shows, reality shows, and he used to do Tree Hill a lot, and this was like something he got a lot of mileage out of just that line. So, uh, and he what, probably stay out of this Nick the shape. Yeah, and he probably. I think he even made a a point of showing the scene with the uh, you know, 
the whole dancing thing that he was doing as he and was singing pointing. that song. Yeah. Oh my god. With that, Dom and I have already decided that that's our next reel that we're gonna make. Is the, <laughs> the dancing and pointing. So, uh, where, is it gonna be like where he does the point and then it just cuts to one of you guys going like? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Perfect. Um. But he gets her song in the end, right? Um, yes. He just had to sing it to show Haley that, you know, this is the song. Uh, Haley's having a good couple of episodes here. Like, things are happening. She's out of the teaching game. She's selling, you know, ghostwriting songs or selling songs to record labels to Nick Lachey. And obviously, we'll talk about Nathan in a minute, but her husband's making moves on the court and scouts and whatever. Like things are picking up here for Haley. This is her passion. I, I'm not as hard on her as a teacher as you guys have been, but at the end of the day, I think this is where she needs to be. As hard as Dom has been. Dom has I, been. Sorry. Dom no, has been. can we just get this right for the reviews whenever they come? Like, I want him named. I don't. Stop adding me as a proxy. Okay. Sorry, go on, Dom, all right. That's all good. It's all good. Okay. Got it. Dom thinks teacher bad got it she was <laughs> yeah. an awful teacher um she is doing well she's having like a good few episodes things are things are going great she's not had to look after jamie one bit um <laughs> you know especially while her husband's away so he's not doing it either um and she just kind of dumped him on someone else you know hasn't gone to his first kind of mixed dance you know let just let basically a a, a fake uncle take him but you know whatever one thing I really didn't get about this episode, other than the child abandonment, was... Um, <laughs> There's a lot of child uh, abandonment in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you're Mia Catalano, and I'm getting off this train. What was the point in that? Do you, do you remember that? I'm getting off this train. So she's talking to Mia. Mia says, did you know Brooke and Chase... Like Chase lost his virginity to Brooke. Oh, well, yeah, Peyton I knew that. But, this. Yeah, but, yeah, there's, yeah. but there's a lot. No, no, this is Haley and Mia. Uh, oh, sorry. And, the, okay. and there's a there's a lot of um, there's a lot of guys in Tree Hill that you know lost their virginity to Brooke or whatever. And then she, and Mia's feeling self conscious about it, and she's like, "But that's Brooke Davis." And she's like, "Yeah, but you're Mia Catalano." And it's like, "Yeah, but she's Brooke Davis." And it's like, "You're yeah, but you're Mia Catalano." And she goes, "Yeah, and you're Mia Catalano." And I'm getting off this train. It was just really fucking random line that was come out of nowhere. Just, just made no bad, sense. I would just say it's just a bad line, and it's just a way of her. Just saying, this is this conversation's redundant, and then of course this <laughs> leads into the this leads into the Nick Lachey thing, and that's when oh this is a Tree Hill thing. We say first and last names all the time. Fuck you, Nick Lachey. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Nick Lachey. <laughs> but wait, which, which one was it? Was it Haley or Mia that said I'm getting off the train and did the accent? Haley does like a does the accent. Haley's the, the one that says it because she, she's Hayley, spending the whole right. time going, "You're Mia Catalano." And yeah, she's like, yeah. yeah, but she's Brooke Davis. Like, yeah, and you're Mia Catalano, and I'm getting off this train. Oh, go dear. back. And I'm watch gonna have it. to go, go back. back. Yeah, I go mean, back. I, yeah, okay. Bullshit. <laughs> All right. It looks like Dom picked his line of the episode already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I made notes on this episode, and that was one of them. So. All right. Okay. Fair, 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 fair. Um, I I thought Peyton did Mia pretty dirty though. As much as I'm saying, and I you know I feel for Peyton and everything, she did her kind of dirty in this episode of just like, you know, even if 
Mia knew, which is what her assumption was, knew that Brooke had been with her, they'd been with um, Chase, and that and she was also flaunting that she had kissed Chase herself mm. as well. You no, know, just to make Brooke jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you ever do that? Ever to a friend? Could you imagine, Dom? Like, say if obviously this is this is not real, <laughs> but imagine I in some past world I had like kissed your girlfriend. Right? There is in no way ever. Are you picking up a weapon? What have you got in that <laughs> right hand? Put it down. <laughs> hypothetical. It's hypothetical. There's no way ever that I would bring that up to you. Uh, we like as in in any kind of flaunty way. Like if we, we maybe we would have had an awkward conversation about it to be like, oh, you know, this thing happened. It's whatever, whatever. It's nothing, whatever. But never. She was kind of doing it in like bantery, jokey way. And I don't know. I thought not cool, Peyton. Not cool. Yeah, she's a bit harsh like that though, isn't she? But maybe it's the 147 rotations a minute of her ceiling fan that's driven her to this point of insanity that she'll just say anything to anyone. She's creating her own entertainment of drama. Yeah, wow. she's got no let filter now. Let me upset now. someone. Yeah, let me upset you so I can have something to watch. <laughs> I want to watch Rome burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, what's your prediction there for Nick Deshay, <laughs> Haley, and I, I, Mia? He's bought the song, he's buggered off and he's going to record it and make money out of it. She'll make some money out of it. Um, like Haley's going to keep producing the album. It's more kind of linked to what Nathan's doing as well. So I know we'll get to Nathan, but he gets his opportunity to go to Europe, a foreign country, uh, to play basketball, professionally two-year contract. And uh, I, I think it's going to start heading more around that. But yeah, I, I think she's going to start producing more of her own stuff and for other artists. I, I think by the sounds of it, by the feel of it, we're going to have other random musicians appear trying out her songs, buying them off her and then buggering off. So I think that might become a theme going forward. Coming soon, Trula Shay. <laughs> I've got so many, so many bugs in here. From opening my window because it was so it's so hot in here. From anyway, it's like a zoo on top of my ceiling by the light, and it's freaking me out. Um, through <laughs> Chuck, the final couple threads we've got here is we've got the kids and the prom with skills, and then we've also got Nathan and Bobby and his basketball jersey. Uh, jersey journey. Which way do you want to go first? Oh, yeah, we'll do the Bobby and Nathan one. It's a good uh, – it was just briefly mentioned beforehand with Haley, so that would be a good way to go. So, Found yeah, Bobby gives – lets him know that there's an offer from a European team, and Nathan is not interested in that. He just wants to go straight to the NBA. No questions asked. He is very stubborn about it, and – and this is where I, I, I got to make a confession. Uh, it's Nino, right? It, Nino is the player that was thrown off the team, or is he the one that's... Nino's the one he's teaching. Teaching, okay. And it's D- Devon? Devon? That's got Devon Fox. Devon okay. Fox, isn't it? Yeah. All right, Devon Fox was the one that was thrown off who was pleading to, to come back to the team. Yeah. And he couldn't. And that's when it leads into Nathan getting the offer from Europe, and Nathan is just 
he's digging his heels in the ground. He doesn't want it. I think it was obvious that he was going to give that away to Devon. It's the only reason for him to reappear was that Nathan would get an offer, decide it's not right for him and give it to someone else who it would benefit hugely and hopefully he'll you know, be successful out of it and appreciate what Nathan's done for it, um, for him. One thing I really can't get over, and I, I think I mentioned it on the watch along as well, is the sexual tension between Bobby and Nathan. <laughs> It's it's fucking unreal. They're sitting opposite the desk of each other. They're locking eyes, and they basically want to tear each other's clothes off. You can see it. You can feel it. It's in the air. You can smell the hormones between them. It's crazy. Like Bobby's slipping past while he's in the shower, just thinking, "I could just go and join him. I think he'll be okay with it." And I think he would be okay with it. I think Nathan would let that happen. It's you know, it's it's hard to see past them running away together and having some sort of relationship if he doesn't get an NBA team soon I think that will happen <laughs> can, but, but can I ask a real question though <laughs> sure can you can you blame him Bobby <laughs> Bobby look yeah. at Bobby perfect <laughs> hairline per, like just ev- there's so much perfection about him but also he's like a real leader commander in chief you know like like a like Dwight says in the office, you know, I res- I respect strong leadership. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, Chuck, am I wrong? Can't disagree. And it was mentioned in a previous episode with Bobby, and there's it, it's his whole personality. It's the same personality that Nathan has. He even says, "You're not the only one with dreams making it to the NBA too." He wants to get there too, mm-hmm. and I, I don't see the sexual tension as much. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I, I mean, if this was 2006, I think there would definitely be Brokeback Mountain parodies of them too. But it's not 2006 anymore, so I don't make those jokes. So, <laughs> but there was a time on YouTube if you would just type in Brokeback Mountain parody, and every sitcom you could think of would have that the score from that mo- that movie with characters from it. Boy Meets World, Saved by the Bell. You could probably do One Tree Hill with these two if you wanted to. I won't do it. I'm, I'm mature now. I don't do that stuff. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck's too grown for I these, am too for grown these, for right? that that juvenile uh, <laughs> stuff. Yeah, and we've already decided we're Nick the Shaying for our reel this week. So <laughs> this is yeah. a new thing. We're going to try and do a one reel every week. That's a reference to the episode. That's our challenge. And uh, this was an obvious one that, uh, for this one. Dom, we have to look, and everyone should look, when we're watching tonight in the Watch Along, what part of that episode that we watch tonight could be next week's reel. Also, look out if there's a Bobby and Nathan scene for the sexual tension. It is there, I promise you. They are undressing each other in their minds. I promise you it's happening. Well, we'll see. is that? Do you have a prediction? <laughs> uh, I think I think Nathan's got a little wait before he gets NBA, but I think he'll get NBA. I think he'll, a team will pick him up. the The guy he's he's teaching, it's too kind of awkward that he's having to teach this guy a position that he can play perfectly well himself. But I think he's going to be good at coaching him, and he's going to suddenly get this position and go so this guy's what was his name nino nino's gonna disappear and nathan's gonna be like a bit bummed out like oh it was you know i could have i could have had that position because that's my opposition blah 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 but i think he'll get his opportunity maybe bobby will become a coach at a team and take him with him 
Mm. Like, why so did he... you think Bobby's going to stick around? I, I think it would be. Show, I, I, mean. I think it would certainly be interesting for him too. I think you know, um, just to see how their relationship develops. Still need to find him. We know he's in Texas, so <laughs> we still need to get him on the podcast. Okay, well then the final thread here are is the kids, Jamie, Skills. Uh, <laughs> Andre, Skills. Chuck, Chuck, your names, your name. My namesake. I have, I have two namesakes on this show. If you remember the other one, technically, Skills' dad is named Chuck. So ah, I got two. Of them. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. And and this Chuck, little Chuck, has uh has his own sort of catchphrase at this point. You know, sorry I hosed you. <laughs> you know, everyone is always. <laughs> you got hosed. You're going to get hosed. I like that expression. How do you guys feel about it? It's good. I think you should use it in everyday life. I think I probably could slip it in. Start building it in, yeah. It is just as simple as imagining someone turn a hose on and just hosed you down. Next time you bathe your dog, next time you bathe your dog, you're going to get hosed. (laughs) There There you go. go. There you go. Would never use a hose though, Chuck. Just throw well, in a shower, but well, not in this house. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'm joking. When I used to live with my mom, it's a big backyard with a bigger dog. You'd you know use the hose, spray it nice we're, and gently. We're actually gonna get this. Uh, such a no one cares, do they? But me. But we're gonna get this thing where the you can make the hose warm. You can have warm water coming through it. So. Um, because yeah, that is just an easier solution, isn't it? Warm water, little rinse off, towel, in you go, Looney. And as you pointed out on Instagram, Chuck, Luna and Dom and I, same height. Yep, all the same height. Everybody. Michelle. It's, am- it's amazing how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> just genetics, I guess. Everyone the same height. Uh Dom, talk us through it. Talk us through the Chuck, Andre, the prom thing it's not a problem is it what is it a formal it's like a little dance, dance or whatever they're going to so jamie going to the dance standing with chuck andre and skills they're obviously having basketball practice or whatever for their little team and what's the name of the girl turns up late madison madison turns up late she gets a lap not around the court which i thought would have been reasonable but around the whole park that's quite far. Like, also, these kids are just turning up on their own, doing whatever. One adult to like fifteen kids. He's not paying attention. Also, from a safeguarding perspective, can he see them when they're out like that far away? You know, in the park, considering it, the history of kidnapping. Exactly what I was getting to. He's sending them around the park. Experience with kidnapping. <laughs> is, yeah, exactly. As well, he he just let Nanny Carrie take Jamie before. But I guess that's why he doesn't let Jamie do the lap. He doesn't care about the other kids. They're like, you go, you're you go, the, you go. You're the important kid, and I can yeah. see you. You stay right there. <laughs> I lost you once before. Never again. <laughs> yeah. If I if I um, salvage one of these 15 kids, it's a job well done. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but basically, they're picking on Jamie a little bit because he wants to ask the girl out or ask her to the dance. And he's like, no, no, I'm not going to ask her. I'm not going to ask her then gets convinced by skills to ask her. And when he goes to, Chuck's already stepped in. Chuck's already made a move. And she says yes. Like, I think there's no integrity from anyone 
on that court, except yeah. uh, except Jamie. Um, so it's, it's a bit bit sad. They then like they're then in his apartment drinking whatever they were drinking, some sort of beer, root beer. I don't know. I don't know what it was. And he says, "I'm not going to the dance. I'm not. You know, I don't want to have that humiliation of going on my own and so on." But he he does in the end. Dresses up really smart, nice and swanky. Dressed exactly the same as Skills. They go to the dance because like he's also getting mocked for uh, liking the teacher but not making any moves. Uh, skills, I mean. Um, Jamie's already made a move on the teacher. That didn't go well. Um, and then they get to the dance and yeah, just kind of the, the the story for both of them progresses there. They're kind of bored, standing on the sidelines, not really doing anything to kind of win their goals back, I guess, or like make, make these moves. And um, yeah, Chuck gets knocked to one side, unfortunately. And Jamie steps in and, you know, does his thing. Skills also steps in with the teacher as a little dance with her. With a weird joke, like I thought, oh, is this like a weird Mark Schwann line where... <laughs> Let's do crystal like, meth together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, when she's like, uh, you know, maybe neither one of us should be dating, but I could go for some rebound SEX. Just kidding. A dance would be nice. It was like what like i get it like as in like yeah that's like a joke but it didn't feel like it fitted her character i don't know it just felt a little bit off kilter yeah she's got like a millie vibe hasn't she right exactly and then like thrown in the the, yeah let's go straight down to bone town was a bit weird (laughs) like it would have been weird if he said it but yeah it kind of fits his character to kind of say some sleazy things from time to time but Mm. If yeah, you're right, Chuck. If he had said it, that would have felt like oh, that's on. And he could have then made like a, oh, I was just joking. Like she could have like looked horrified, and then she could have gone and then just laughed it off, you know. So it was like a a double joke rather than I don't know. Yeah, it was just a bit a bit odd. I mean, I'm just glad that um, Skills was there for Jamie at the uh, dance instead of Mouth because no one went Mouth did to Brooks windshield. Jamie probably would have broken like the little reflectors on Madison's bike or something just to <laughs> to get that rage out, uh, just just because. But just to J- follow that trajectory. Jamie's a very trajectory. smart kid, but he learned a valuable lesson at a very young age: never make a woman wait. <laughs> true. He there learned the hard way. Dom, do you have any predictions for any of them before we get into our judgments? Um. I've said it before, I'll say it again, Skills has just found himself a younger version of Deb, but, you know, fair play. Um, There's potential for a little relationship there, you know, it might grow, but I can't see it lasting three more seasons or whatever we've got. Um, And Jamie, probably the same, you know, quite fickle really, isn't he? He'll go, yeah, I had a good time with Madison, but I've already moved on to, like, Janelle or whatever. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just threw a She's name a out there but yeah just lobbing names out okay well then good well anything we didn't capture we will try and include in our judgments but first if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and how could you not then check us out support us support us why not throw us on your shoulders and let's have a good time 
ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops. But, Chuck, they also go through nets. Ravenshoops.net. That's our Patreon. You can get access to all of our Patreon tiers, early access to episodes a week, seven days before the general pigeon public get to listen as well. I like that. Pigeon public. That just is a nice... Don't be a pigeon. Don't be the pigeon public. Be a raven. You know you want to be a raven. Yeah. And you also have watch-along privileges. You can come and watch One Tree Hill live with us, watch Dom's reactions, be part of the chat function that's on while we're watching. is really great. There's lots of insight in there and people throwing out, you know, all kinds of perspectives, trivia points, as well as being able to watch the watch-alongs back at your own convenience. It's up there. It's online. It's chronologically documented for you so you can go back and watch all of the watch-alongs including if you're at the hall of fame level you can be as prestigious and honorable as chuck is right now and be here on an episode and chop it up with us plus there's lots of announcements and other things that are coming in the very near future to ravenshoops.net chuck who is your favorite performer of this episode you know i put down in my notes all the to the got to the judgments and the, i forgot the two most important ones performer and character but for performer i'm gonna go with Haley, uh joy bethany joy lens i just thought it was a fun episode for her once again this is the best i think this is the best version of her character her being able to still chase her dreams knowing that she can still do that because she keeps abandoning her child <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'll go there with bethany joy lens and dom so uh, you know the episode is a struggle when i haven't written them down either like so i wrote quite a few notes on this episode and i wrote all my judgments the only two judgments i didn't write were performer and character because I, I just, they just kind of blended together to be honest, it was difficult to pick one. But I think Bethany Joy Lens is a good choice. Uh, I think she did have uh, a, a pretty good episode dealing with Mia, dealing with Nick Lachey, um, uh, kind of coming to the realisation that she um, is becoming this producer and things are going well. Uh, and then, yeah, Peyton kind of giving her a bit of encouragement as well. Um, and then her scene with Nathan at the end. So, yeah. And, and no parenting at all. What about you, Simon? I'm going to go with Hilary Burton. I'm just going on it because from the point that she made me feel the most. Mm-hmm. So I think that that performance, therefore, did its job. You know, achieved what it set out to do. Emote an, an emotion. <laughs> What about your favorite character of the episode, Chuck? Uh, this one was a little easier. I, I went with skills. I just thought everything going on with him and Jamie was fun. Um, maybe my maybe my favorite part of the episode was that hard cut. It was kind of like a callback to season five. They're walking to the dance. They're dressed to the nines. I think they may have even been wearing matching suits. I don't even know. But, you know, walking in all big and bad, and then there's that, there's that hard cut, and they're just chilling by the punch bowl like wallflowers and i just thought that was hilarious just that that contrast in between scenes so yeah i'm gonna go skills yeah that was a good cut 
Thank you for mentioning it and proving that we do pick up on these things in judgments. Dom? Uh, I picked Nick Lachey, finally. <laughs> I didn't have one, but I picked Nick Lachey. I think he deserves it. The the popping around, the singing the song <laughs> that wasn't written by him. It was perfect. <laughs> what about you, Simon? You beat me to it. Nick Lachey. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I couldn't help but be happy when he was on screen. <laughs> it was like, fun, actually. His bottom lip was incredibly wet. I noticed that a lot. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, he's hydrated as a vocalist. But, I mean... visiting Bobby. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know. What are you saying? <laughs> Bobby's licking his bottom lip. Yeah, maybe. Making Nathan jealous. <laughs> what? My stomach <laughs> what? hurts. I'm just glad I don't have to be the one saying this stuff. <laughs> that's I, I was gonna say right now. Eyes. That's consistent. I remember like seeing 98 degrees videos back in like 98 and 99. His lip always looked like that. So <laughs> maybe he knew Bobby back then too. I don't know. Simon's silent laughing. <laughs> my stomach hurts. Oh my god. <laughs> Full disclosure, I don't even I don't even know if that character is in this night, tonight's episode, but if he shows up, we're just going to be <laughs> laughing at Simon the whole time and nobody's going to know why. <laughs> I just think of a whole week of not knowing. There was just zero context. Just like, no, you left it so ambiguous. Oh, he's been visiting Bobby. <laughs> For what? Bobby's licking his bottom lip. Like, <laughs> That's it. Keeping him... Hydrated. <laughs> oh my god, that really took me by surprise. Oh dear. I think that 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 must go down as the biggest laugh in judgments ever. This is serious time. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Did I go? I said Nick Lachey. You said Nick Lachey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and wet and bottom wet. lip, and then you said Bobby's licking it. Right, got it. Okay. <laughs> Chuck, who's your favorite background performer? One line or less. There were a few to choose from in this episode. This was a tough one to choose from. I went with... Uh, she didn't have a name. I'm guessing Dom wants to call her Janelle. I'm going to call her Pippi Longstocking because she had red hair and pigtails. The girl by the punch bowl, um, she had that one great line of no. And <laughs> she actually didn't seem to mind just chilling by the side and having fun. So, I mean, she was kind of having a little uh, laugh at skills, not... No, talking to Lauren. So, yeah, I'll go with her. Good nice. Choice. Good choice. Dom? Uh, I picked the postman that interacts with <laughs> Victoria or mailman, uh, depending where you are. Uh, and Victoria just staring at him saying, well, hurry along. We don't tip. And him going like, oh, and then leaving. So, yeah, that guy. <laughs> what about you, Simon? Um, and for anyone that's listened to our Fight Club episode, you'll also know that Dom would always enjoy oh. postmen, mailmen, bail people, whatever, getting abused by people. So, but my mum actually said to me the other day, "God, you'd have been so annoyed that the post was sticking in the letterbox, but on the outside, and it was getting all wet, and all what you would have gone nuts." That's like, well, at least, at least my mum knows my hatred of royal mail. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I chose the waitress from the Dine and Dash. And she nice. like runs out and, you know, thought it was nice. She didn't, she didn't have a line. All she, he said, 
there's an extra five in there if you run out of a run out shouting and then she sort of runs out going hey 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 so that's like her line nice that's so, a good one yeah chuck what was your favorite line of the episode um i just kind of like nathan's delivery of uh when bobby's like a lot of players are leaving the NBA to go to york because goes great give me one of their spots <laughs> <laughs> like can't disagree with them it's like yeah so that line yeah and, great give me one of their spots <laughs> and um uh i actually picked a victoria line surprise surprise um but it was theft is common we don't do common <laughs> i thought that's a good line <laughs> what about you mate i chose an andre line Ooh. where he said uh, no. I can't remember who I can't remember who he said told him, but someone t- who told him. I think he actually said it was Q. Oh, Q. Okay, great, perfect. Well, that Q said, "There's no why take sand to a beach." <laughs> Dance so at the beach. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. It was a perfect reference to you know yeah why take a date why take sand to a beach. It's great. Just think, poor, poor Madison probably went to the beach with uh chuck and his drunk mom because he probably thought the dance was at the beach <laughs> <laughs> there you go uh favorite song chuck um i wanted to just avoid the cure song because it was the only one i felt like i really knew um there was a song playing during the uh the scene at the river court on the wing by al city because i like al city he's a he's all right nice and um um there was a song right at the beginning called Cartoons and Forever Plans. Because um, I, I toyed with the Cure one as well. Because it was like the main end song. And I think we picked the main end song quite a lot. So I'll go with I'll go with the one at the beginning of the episode, Cartoons and Forever Plans. What about you? I can't, I can't believe I'm the only one doing this. But of course, <laughs> Haley's song sung by Nick Lachey. <laughs> I've thought about that as well. Oh, so we all avoided the cure. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like the plague. And then last but not least is the precious. Precious. Rating. Chuck, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? It may have decreased. Ooh. I can't believe I'm saying that. I've got a number and it stayed the same. Uh, and you, mate? Yeah, same. Had a number, stayed the same. We'll see how we go. We'll say them together after three. One, two, three, six, six. four. Whoa. Okay, so for cl- for clarity, <laughs> Chuck was a six. I was a six. Dom was a four. Four. You were saying I... you're trying to make this the worst episode you've ever seen of One Tree Hill. <laughs> I mean, I was a, I was at a seven, and that's why it went down, but not that low. Come. <laughs> that's you're trying to say this is the worst episode you've ever seen of One Tree Hill. I mean, it wasn't great, was it? It wasn't the. It wasn't. I don't think it it's higher than worst. a six. It wasn't the it's worst. Definitely, though. it's definitely not higher than a six. No, we no said way. we yeah we said six. We're not trying to push you higher than a six, but I'm just saying. That you, you do you believe this is the worst episode of One Tree Hill you've ever seen? I think it's certainly there or thereabouts. Yeah, wasn't there another one that was a four? I gave a four. No, but it we got, it got moved to a five. Yeah, was the 
the like nineteen twenties episode or oh. uh, yeah, the nineteen forties nah, one that, that had to have been like oh, a two. 40s. I don't even want to go back and listen to find out what the score was, but it had to have been that had to have been <laughs> that had to have been lower than a four. It had to have been. I, I think maybe it was a four, quite maybe. Justified for this episode. Like nothing really happened. We had a weird celebrity encounter. Um nothing that weird was kind of that was kind of it. So yeah. if you hadn't seen the episode, then we wouldn't have had that laugh about the wet lip and the bobby thing. <laughs> like that that created that laugh. That at least has to bump it up a point. Look, uh, okay, right. I, I would be willing to go to five to level it out as five if you two are willing to come down to five. But it's not a six. No way. How, no how do you how do you feel about it, Chuck? Don't get swayed by him trying to get all brolic as well. Sit the fuck back, Dom. No, Dom. <laughs> back up from the computer a little bit. Remember oh. that I'm the colonel here. I haven't been like this for a minute. I need you to hear the bass in my voice. Take a little step back. Bass. I want you I want you a little bit back. Thank you. Chuck, you see the respect he has for me? Do you see the fear in his voice? Yeah, Tremble. he's not even grabbing for those that knife again. <laughs> right. If the next time you hear him speak, you'll hear him go super high pitched because that's the fear. Right, Dom? Yep. <laughs> see? Remember, Simon, I, I, I still have to choose his sign off call. So it could be revenge time. <laughs> of all the Bobby, the Bobby lift jokes and the incessant uh, need that this is a four, trust me, I've got one picked. I picked this out. Let's just say I picked this out when you did a movie a few weeks ago. So, oh no! Oh yes, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. You've, you've also given me a great idea for the next time. If there ever, ever is a time that I get to pick for Dom, then Dom, I'm going to make you do it as if you have a ball gag in. <laughs> Put my fist in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, shut up! Shut up! So we calling this a five? Oh, sorry, yeah. Chuck, what do you think? <laughs> Can you go to a five? I mean, I already dropped down from a seven to begin with. If I have to go down another point, I will. I'll I'll deal with the I'll deal with the uh I'll deal with the um the hate a year from now when uh Shakar finally listens to the episode if she thinks it's like a seven <laughs> or a six, but I could live with that for a year. <laughs> She'll hundred percent agree with me and think it's a four. All right. I guarantee it. So, okay, I, I'm happy to go to a five, um, but not below a five. Okay. I, would not oh, I, will, a five. I will go to five. Then we will call this one a five. It's in the history books. Chuck, a pleasure as always, my friend. Thank you so much for not only being here today, but for being such a pivotal part of our community and keeping things going and posting on the Discord and making the, the videos and stuff. Like We really love it, and it makes... It makes it way more fun for us, so we really appreciate it, man. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. It's an absolute testament to your character, Chuck, but when you post in there, people pay attention. When I post in there, no one gives a shit. God, so Dom's it, really awesome. got a bee uh, in his bonnet uh, about this. Uh, uh, you, bear, you don't really post that much anymore to begin with, so, I mean, I it's pay attention. nobody cares I, what I say. We all care. <laughs> we care. Mike you're, cares. You're ahead of, you're ahead of the cult. In fact, I got a movie recommendation for Mike. I got to post in there later because it just came to my mind last night. It's a really bad movie, but he was posting Perfect. about something in Boy Meets World, and it got it just it just something just popped in my mind. I'm like, I know a perfect movie for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chuck, tell us what the perfect exit Ravens chant 
is uh, going to be for this episode that Dom will Dom, are you ready? Us. Are you ready to do no. some? Do you know what? It, I think yeah. he knows what it is. He already knows. We're doing Steven Tyler. <laughs> yes. <sighs> yes. Thank you, Chuck. Are you ready, Dom? Perfect. Uh, clear your throat. Get some water in there. <laughs> <laughs> So bad. You should just talk like that when the watch long starts and just see what people are like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I, need, I need to hear him to, to be able to do it. Uh, just to hear you breathing. <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you. We're going to do Ravens on free. It's just gibberish. Are you, are you ready? <laughs> yeah! One, two, loving and loving time! Three! Yeah! <laughs> they really are the shittiest band in the world. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking awful. They I like them. <laughs> Fuck uh, you, Aerosmith. Uh, you're entitled to your opinion, but uh, I, 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 as an American, I'm ashamed by them. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. <laughs>